0: Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast, where the journey is the destination. It's the highs, the lows, and everything in between.
1: Hey, guys, and welcome to our podcast this week. We're your hosts, Daniel Bonnie Hoover.
0: Man, it is. Uh, it's been a great week. Yep. Uh, a crazy week in our world, but uh, but we've had a great week. And today we have a very special special podcast episode for you
1: man we are excited today because we we interview people all the time who have a lot to teach us about marriage because we are still I mean, we've been married almost 25 years, but we are learning. We are still learning along with all of you guys that are listening. And we read books, so sometimes we have authors on. Sometimes we we talk about things that we've read. But today we have some people that, Daniel, I'm going to let you introduce because you have had a front row seat for this marriage adventure.
0: I would say I've had a very front row seat. The thing I love about interviewing people on the podcast is we hear their unique perspective on marriage, whether they're a pro athlete or whether they're a business leader or no matter what they do, they all have a unique perspective on the marriage relationship. They all have struggles and, uh, and victories and they're all different, but they, they're things that we can all take from and learn from. Well, this marriage I have, Bonnie, I've had a front row seat my entire life, 40, none of your business years (laughs) old. And, um, and I've gotten to see them all along the way. Mm-hmm. And today, I want to welcome to the podcast. My parents today is their sixtieth anniversary. So Mom and Dad, welcome to the podcast. Yay. Thank you
1: Thank you so much for being with us because this is a very, very special day, one to celebrate, and we are thankful you're celebrating it with us.
0: sixty years. And you said just a minute ago we were spending some time together before we started recording. You said it doesn't feel like sixty years. No, no it,
2: doesn't. it doesn't. Not at all. Just
0: well, that's good. That'd be better than you say it felt like a hundred.
2: <laughs> no, yeah. no, it doesn't. Yeah, you know, we just we don't know life any other way. Just you know what we had way back then is gone. Do you remember
0: life before you were married?
2: Yes, I do. Oh,
0: certainly, you do. Mm-hmm
2: you do Mm -hmm. we talk about it sometimes yeah
1: well in 60 years you've you've been through i'm sure a lot of great times and then you've probably weathered some really hard times it's kind of what we talk about on here the highs the lows and everything in between um but you've been through a lot together you've
0: raised four boys together can you tell us a little bit about how y'all met because it was kind of a whirlwind wasn't it it
1: was
2: very much a whirlwind I was secretary for the pastor at First Baptist Church, Biloxi, Mississippi. And Hayward was a second lieutenant in the Air Force at Keesler Air Force Base. And we met at church one Sunday evening and dated every day afterwards. And three and a half months later, we were married.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jenny sat a few rows ahead of me at church one Sunday night and uh, I I said, I have got to meet this girl. She is so pretty wearing mm-hmm. black and a brunette. And so when church was over, I walked down and introduced myself to her. And uh, I asked her if she'd like to go out and have some cake and coffee or something. She said, well, no, I can't. And I thought to myself, uh-oh, why? Well, she said, I have to go chaperone the youth of the church. They're going out for fellowship. And I thought real fast. I said, well, can I help? Could I go and assist? <laughs> she said, well, you'll have to ask the pastor. And I thought myself, oh, this is a kind of a little gruff guy, but I will. So I gathered up all my strength and courage and walked down to the front of the church and told him I was Lieutenant Hoover from out at uh, the base and uh, asked if uh, I might accompany uh, this young lady with the youth uh, going out to uh, Pass Road to a, a, a restaurant called The Dog House. Uh, and he said, well, who are you? And I said, well, I, I'm, I sing in your choir occasionally. And uh, I'm a lieutenant out at the base, and I'm an instructor. And I said, that's what I do. And he said, well, if you seem to be an officer and a gentleman, I suppose we can trust you. So I said, okay, thank you, sir. So we went out to this place on Pass Road called the Dog House. And uh, it was a, it was a it, good evening. And uh, afterward, we took them all home and we dated for the next three months and we're married. And then I tell, you, tell everybody, I'll I, I join the marriage matrimony and uh, the, uh, went to the doghouse with our first date. And now I've been in the doghouse ever since.
2: And that's my,
3: that's my story and I'm sticking to
2: it. i to get out of that doghouse.
0: So, y'all got married four months after you mm-hmm. met. So, you met in August, married in January.
2: Uh huh. Yes.
0: And then nine months later, life changed.
2: That's right. And I, yeah, I wanted it every nine
0: months.
2: <laughs>
0: and you, you, you always wanted a baby, didn't you, Mama?
2: Oh, yes, I did. Hmm. I did. We lost three, and they told us we wouldn't have any more. Oh, wow. And, uh, we proved him wrong. We just kept going to it. We were in Germany by that point. So
3: finally,
2: a doctor that would really help him work with fertility problems. So in
3: 1965 in Frankfurt, Germany, Marty was born.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: He was our second child. And then he became a little cotton top.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, he, he cried when he got home that time. And then Herb. Herb didn't like his crying, so Herb ran behind the couch and wouldn't come out.
0: <laughs> How about that? So every four years, you had a baby. And then uh, and then once you achieved perfection, on the fourth child, you stopped, right?
2: Uh-huh, right, uh-huh. That's right.
0: <laughs> that would be me. <laughs>
2: uh, let me tell you, I did take fertility best to have Marty and Jeff, but you and Herb, no.
0: Taken. How about that?
1: The Lord just
2: put y'all there.
0: Yeah, you came on your own. <laughs> well, pra- praise the Lord for that.
1: Well, and you guys also, um, not in the process of raising four boys, you did it all over the world because of military. So, how many times did you guys move?
3: Ooh, ten times. Sure, over twenty-year period. We
2: started started in Mississippi, from there to Kingston, New York, back to Mississippi from there to Germany, so I in Germany, from there to Frankfurt, Germany.
3: And while in Frankfurt, we went
2: to Paris on American Express tour. And got, uh, where else, Jenny? We got to go to Holland, Switzerland. We went to Paris, went to see the Follies and just, we got had quite an advantage with the military sending us over, Paid the biggest expense of all this. We were able to, my half sister's husband was from Holland. He made me promise him when we went to Holland, we'd go look up his parents or his mom. His dad was deceased. And we did. That was Aunt Hammy and Uncle Paul. And they had us over for dinner. We just had an awesome time in Amsterdam. They showed us around. And we took the boys or her and Marty with us on that trip. Mm. Mm. Then back to the United States to, where did we go first? New Jersey, I believe.
3: Mm. Yeah. It was in... Uh...
0: 65 or it's 67. Yeah. Mm. So four boys, he
3: was about one or two years old.
0: Yeah.
3: But, uh, we, we lived there for nine months training within industry with the RCA. Then we got our orders for, uh, Ohio. So we went off to Ohio and stayed there about a year and seemed like we kept going west we bought every our, year or so we would be reassigned
2: out west we bought our first house in Fairborn, ohio back mm-hmm. then was what was it 19 can't remember 68 what, 68 our house was a three bedroom old brick house it cost 19500 and we thought we just had the most beautiful house ever that's amazing can you imagine? No. A house today.
0: Nineteen thousand. Oh. And we Nine, used our GI Bill too.
3: Fifty got, down and fifty a month. How about that?
0: Can't beat that. No, you can't. That
3: was then, and <laughs> <laughs> this is now.
0: <laughs> so yeah. four boys traveling all over the world. Um, life was good, but y'all also had some hard times, and and oh, mom. Mama- yeah i remember when uh when I was in college you had brain surgery and mm-hmm. um and and we prayed for a miracle and god gave us that and you survived yeah. that and you're still here with us today of brain aneurysm how how would you tell couples when you're when you're married 60 years you weather storms how would you what advice would you give to couples to how do you weather storms over the course of 60 years?
2: You, can't, you don't have the Lord in your life.
0: Mm. Well, you stay in the church. You pray a lot.
3: And you go to church every week.
2: Mm. You know, and, you, uh, you you have to have the Lord there with you. Because if you don't have him, you're not going to get through those storms. And somehow or
3: another, God has a plan.
2: He does. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm. And do we- he
2: works it out. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm.
1: Mm. Wow. And mm-hmm. uh,
3: we love it. And all the boys seemed to find their, their marriage partners. They, they had the weddings, and I sang uh, <laughs> the Lord's Prayer at each of the weddings. Sure yes, did. did.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
3: You sure at did. At any rate, now we're looking at grandchildren's marriage. We yes. have two more going to be this year. That's, That's right. right.
1: That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, well, through all of that stuff, what would you say have been some of the most defining or maybe the most memorable moments of your marriage?
0: Besides having me.
1: <laughs> well, we
2: went, like I said, to Paris, to the Follies. We went to Holland, to Amsterdam, we saw the wooden shoes. But when you really get down to it, the one that really stands out in both of our minds that we talk about more often was in Kansas City. It was when Daniel was just four or five weeks old. Our next door neighbors, they were our age, but they could not have children. Mm. They wanted a child so bad. So she'd come over and offer to babysit her, Daniel, any time she wanted. So Hayward, for Mother's Day that year, he surprised me. And we didn't go far. We just went across town about 15 miles and got a nice. He had reserved it all, got a nice motel, or hotel it was then. Hazel kept the baby. Farmed the children out. Her, Marty and. Herb went to friends of ours. We swapped off keeping their girls, and they did. And Daniel went to a lady, Miss Weatherwell, who was his Sunday school teacher, that she fell in love with him, and he did her. So we went away for the weekend. Didn't do anything special. We went to – they didn't have Chinese restaurants. That was the first Chinese restaurant we'd ever heard of hmm. back then. This was in the, I guess, 70s. Early but 70s. It, we went there in ate, went to another real exclusive restaurant. I went to a movie. We'll never forget that movie, Lost Horizon. I know there's a movie now, Lost Horizon, but it's not the same one we saw.
0: Mm.
2: Uh, we've seen both, but uh, it was just—it was just it, nice, it, it just the two of us.
3: Outing, mm-hmm. And we just enjoyed the weekend so much, just even the two without outing.
2: the children. Mm. <laughs> mm. Just—we uh, called every day and talked to the boys, and but. They were happy. They were fine where they were, but that was our first time to really get away without them.
3: And they enjoyed it so much.
2: And we did, too. It was it was nice. And like I said, from then on, Fred, we'd swap with friends if we needed to go somewhere. We did that in Germany and other places. When mm. you're in the military, that's something really big because you don't have family. You learn to depend on friends and each other.
0: Yeah. You know, we talk a lot on the podcast about spending time together and date nights and we mm-hmm. had the Marriage Adventure Challenge on the website, and that's one thing that I remember growing up. Seeing you, uh, the two of you, do you would uh, you would go on vacations together without mm-hmm. us? You would go out. Mm-hmm. You would go on dates, and mm-hmm. uh, and and I think you think that helps hold hold I a couple do. together. I definitely
2: do because you know you can get so engrossed with your family and your children and life and the home, buying food and cooking, but you kind of drift you apart from each other
3: forget but about if you each take other. the
2: time to spend that sometimes with each other and i don't mean all the time and i don't mean month at a time i mean a date night or a weekend or something it really i think helped our marriage
3: but saying it's in her mm-hmm. perspective yeah mm-hmm. yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah that is so good
1: yeah it gives you That's an amazing. opportunity gives you an opportunity to just reconnect and I'm sure uh-huh. you needed to do that when you had four boys <laughs> in different of stages of life. They were mm-hmm. all spread out and you they were there were four mm-hmm. years between each of them. And so you how did how do you think you worked through the parenting years together? How did you two work as a team? We supported uh, each other. Mm-hmm. I mean there were times, but in the end
2: we did. Very much so. You have to. Mm-hmm. Because if the children see you pulling
1: one way and one the other, they're going to use it against you. I mean, that's just
2: that's
3: normal right. got for a young child. Back up each other.
1: Well, I know Daniel has always said, that's one thing I can. we never could um, come between mom and dad. If we ask one a question, they'd say, well, what did what'd the other say? And when they mm. always supported each other, and you could never divide and conquer mom and dad. No. they
0: going to get
1: the well, same answer.
0: That's yeah. right. We're y'all, y'all, y'all are always a team. And looking back sure. as a kid, I didn't ever really appreciate that. But looking back now as a, as an adult and a dad, I look back and I see how important that was and, uh, and what you taught me about that, about teamwork and, uh, and parenting, uh, together. And, uh, and I'm sure that you both didn't agree at the same time what the other was saying, but we never knew that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm sure you probably talked it. about that behind closed doors.
2: You know, there's times, of course, you're going to say it and the kids are going to hear you, but it was something we tried not to do.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, it was amazing how we put things together. Jenny grew up in a country with a large family of 10, but I was an only child. Mm -hmm. And how did I do it? By having lots of friends. Mm -hmm. And that's how we put together. And then we grew up and God just knew we needed each other. Mm -hmm.
0: That's true. I'm glad. I'm glad he knew that because we wouldn't be here today. Um, Well, well, there's so much in 60 years. Would you ever say that there was a time when you felt like, I did not know that about them. I am learning more about my spouse and I've been together for a long time. Do you feel like you're still learning about each other after 60 years?
2: I think so. Oh, yeah. Every now and then, something just so tiny. I knew it would just creep out with it. You never told me that. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, there's there's a saying that uh, we're, a, we're all a different person every 10 years. So every 10 years, we maybe have some new friends or we, we change a good mm-hmm. bit, you know, over 10 years. How does a couple, because when you get married and you stand at an altar, like two of your grandsons are going to do this year, you're making a commitment to that person there. Mm -hmm. But that person in 20 years is going to be a different person than they are there. How do you, how do you have a healthy marriage when life is always changing?
2: We just knew we always had each other. No matter what changed, we were there. We had each other.
0: Well, you pray
3: a lot. You love each other. You go out on dates with each other Mm. and it all comes together. Mm. I Love that
2: to stay involved in the boy, your boy's life because that was so important to both of us. Yeah, our parents weren't always able; they did as much as they could, but not as not as much as they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So we did try to you know ball yeah. games, went to athletic
3: and events and things like
2: that, and, and I'm
3: players. sure you appreciated it. I was there when Daniel practiced football. My little blue truck was over there waiting for him to get off. That's right, that's and he right. remembers that to this day.
0: I do every every practice. I would look over, and Dad's truck would be sitting, sitting there, and I and I knew about halfway through you'd you'd pull up because you had to get off work, and and it seems like when you were there, I I ran harder and I played harder, and and uh, and I think that's probably natural for all of us. You know, one thing I've noticed that I I love about um, about about you guys is to this day. I was over at your house not too long ago and I noticed you're sitting on the couch and when you sit on the couch next to each other you still hold hands. We do. And and you still call each other sweet names and and you're still kind to each other. How important I mean how important is it. that?
2: Touch it, to me is so important. It's
3: a habit and it just comes natural when you practice it. Hmm.
1: That's a good word because That is a great word. Um Sometimes we, our spouse is interested in different things than we are, and it might not come as natural to, we talk about mm-hmm. love languages, and some people it might not be natural to, for physical touch, and some people it might okay. not be natural to pay compliments to the other person. But the more mm-hmm. you practice it, the more it becomes your language too. Um, mm-hmm. You just practice it, and it gets more natural all the time. And 60 years later, still holding I'm hands. I'm a touchy person. All
2: my life I've been Hayward was it at first, but believe you me, it didn't take long. <laughs> <laughs> i calling it up now. That's yeah, right. That's,
0: that's right. right.
2: Don't think we didn't have arguments. Don't think there were <laughs> some trials in between all of those. It wasn't smooth sailing. Yeah. You learn that's what makes you grow as a person, as a Christian, and as a spouse, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. the trials you get through.
0: Well, thank you so much for, for allowing us to interview you. And I know with COVID, we can't be there with you, but I think this was a special time. And, it was. And, and
2: may I just say, we are so proud of you. don't know. It was probably just last night we were talking. The most important thing that we're thankful for in our marriage is we have four Christian sons who married Christian wives and have Christian grandchildren. What more could we ask for?
1: Well, there is a lot to be proud of there. You have great boys and great grandchildren. And mm-hmm. um, and that is a testament to what you've invested in your legacy. And we're grateful. Um, we're very grateful for that.
0: Well, what a joy it was to get to chat with my parents on their 60th anniversary. And for all of you, our listeners, to be able to be in on that conversation. You know, Anybody that's married for sixty years, it's not going to be perfect, and their their marriage wasn't perfect, mm-hmm. and I can attest to some of that. But um, but they they went through ups and downs, and they enjoyed their journey, especially now looking back. I notice, yeah. and uh, you know, but raising four boys, and then surviving a brain aneurysm, mm-hmm. and then uh, taking care of aging parents, one with Alzheimer's, and uh, and now in their uh, late 70s and mid 80s, they're taking care of each other. Yeah. And it's it's a sweet thing to see them take care of each other at this stage of their life.
1: And that's what we sign up for. That's what mm-hmm. when you go to an altar and you imagine your life down the road, you you don't think about, oh, we're going to hit all these hard patches. You think about the long haul. You think mm-hmm. about when you are six, been married 60 years and you're sitting there together and you're looking back on the joys of it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's why we take that covenant.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For better, or for worse, for richer, or for poorer, that blind covenant that we don't know what life holds ahead, but I know I want to be with you. Yeah, and um, and what a what a, a neat neat thing. And uh, and they are as sweet as can be yep. to each other in year sixty. Well, we hope that was encouraging to you today, and um, and we pray for you and your marriage adventure, and that we can all make it to sixty years and still sit on the couch and hold hands. Mm-hmm. Y'all have a great week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Then head on over to Facebook and Instagram and give us a follow. Have a great week. and then he became a little cotton top <laughs> and uh, he he cried
3: when he got home that time and then herb herb didn't like his crying so herb ran behind the couch and wouldn't come out
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: how about that so every